Lord, I thank you right now for all that you do. And Lord, this morning is about you. And Lord, we want to come into your presence and we want to worship you in all that we do. Lord, we are not here to play games. We are not here to just go through the motions, Lord. We are here to encounter the living God who changes lives, who makes us who we are to be. Lord, I thank you so much for every soul in this room. And Lord, I just ask that you would bless them. In your holy and awesome name we pray. Amen. This morning, I want to look at people that God uses. I think it's very important as we think about graduates and people that are going into the next phase of their life, or us as we continue down the same road that we are on, that we, we are people that God uses. We want to be people that aren't just out there doing something. We want to be somebody that's special for the kingdom of God. And I think the best way to look at somebody or to see how to be a person God uses is to look at somebody that God used. This morning, I want to look at a young man by the name of Timothy. So what I'd like for you to do, if you would, is open your Bibles to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 is where we're going to start. Beginning in verse 1. Acts chapter 16, verse 1. Then he went on to Derby in Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of of a believing Jewish woman. But his father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. Paul wanted Timothy to go with him, so he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places since they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled through the town, they delivered the decision reached by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem for them to observe. So the churches were strengthened in faith increased in numbers daily. Paul saw a team who was ready for something bigger in his life. He saw him ready to go and work for the kingdom. Are you? Are you ready to be who God's called you to be? Are you ready to answer the call that He's put on your life? Are you ready to go through the pains that it takes to be who God wants you to be? You see... Paul took Timothy and had him circumcised as an adult. We circumcise children so that they don't really feel the pain or know about it and it just happens and it's over. Paul took this grown man and took him through some pain so that he could minister better for him. So that people would hear what he has to say. Because he knew the Jews wouldn't hear a word that he said unless they made that right. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to go through whatever pain God has to take you through to be the man or woman that God can use? It's a tough question. It's a tough place to be. Timothy was. Timothy said, I'll go through whatever pain I've got to go through so that I can spread the good news of Jesus to everybody. So that I'm not hindered in my call. God has put things in our lives that we've got to have removed. There are things in your life right now that you might struggle with, 
that you've got to have removed from you before you can be effective for the kingdom of God. My prayer for you today is that you're willing to say, yes, Lord. My prayer for you today is that you'll say that whatever it takes, God, whatever I've got to remove out of my life, let me be obedient. Let me be who you've called me to be. Take what you need to take from me. Take off of me whatever sin drags me down so that I might be who you've called me to be. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's workmen created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. See, in order to be His man or woman, you've got to have some things removed. I think there's some guys who might be able to explain this even a little bit better than me. Pay attention to the screens. Ephesians 2.10 says we are God's masterpiece. I don't know about you, but when I look in the mirror, I don't see a masterpiece. But I want to. So I go to God and I pray. Dear Heavenly Father, would you do whatever it takes to mold me into the image of your Son? Make me your masterpiece. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi. Oh, who are you? I'm God. You said the prayer, so here I am. That's how it works. <laughs> you're not God. No, I am. Okay, uh, if you're God, what does Lamentations 15.9 say? Lamentations is a very short book. It only has five chapters. Why is it so short? I was tired of lamenting. You are God. What, what's that about? These are the tools I'm going to use to make you into my original masterpiece. This is the process. I thought you were a carpenter. That's my son. Let's get busy. Okay. I'm going to bring up things in your life that don't belong in your life. And... Uh, Start right here. Your anger. Ow! I created the emotion, but you use it in the wrongest of ways. You compare yourself to others instead of me. And you lie. You tell little white lies. You're so afraid of confrontation. You're becoming a people pleaser. Okay, time out. Um, I think you've done some really good work, and I'm looking pretty good right now. When you look in the mirror, who do you see? I see me. Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, but when I look like Jesus, people get uncomfortable and I don't think I'm supposed to do that. So what you're saying is you'd rather play God in certain areas of your life than for me to be God over your whole life. No, what I'm saying is you've grown me to here. Maybe we take a break from each other for a while, all right? And then I'll stay here and then you come back and we can grow some more. You never just take a break from me. You're either moving toward me or away from me, but you never just plateau. What you're doing is called control. Do you want to control things in your life or can I chisel? Control, chisel, control, chisel. No, 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 chisel. All right, here we go. Can we chisel where I want? That's called control. Okay, sorry. This right here, that secret sin, that thing that you run to whenever you're hurting, you're angry, you're lonely, you're tired. Do you want to keep rearranging this in your life or do you want me to chisel it out? Chisel it. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's your whole life. This this hurts, okay? I don't think you understand this pain. Don't talk to me about pain. I know all about pain. I sent my son to die on the cross for pain, for sin, but also did it for another reason, to give you freedom. Do you know what insanity is? Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. And there are things that you are doing in your life that are insane. Allow me to chisel them out of your life. I know, but I've let you down so many times, God. No. You were never holding me up. Okay, then chisel away. But just be prepared for what you're going to find in there. Because I know who's inside there. 
God, I get up every morning and I hate what I see in the mirror because inside is a scared, stupid kid. And I try. I try, but I can't. I can't be who everybody else expects me to be. God, I can't even be who I want to be, much less who you created me to be. So chisel away and just know what you're going to find in there. You have listened to so many voices, so many critics for far too long that are not for me. And you've bought into the lie. You think you're junk, don't you? When you lay your head down at night, at the end of the day, you think you're junk. I don't take time to make junk. I want to show you something about my love. Reach in your back pocket. This is a... It's a page from a notebook when I was in college. How'd you get this? Hello? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and read it. Dear God, did I hear you right? You said you want to use me. But I feel really useless. But if you can take this life, this mess of a life I have, and do with it what you want, I love you, God. I love you too. And I love you too much just to leave you where you're at. It's going to be tough. Yes. But you bought into the lie thinking everything was going to be easy when you said yes to me. There will be trouble in this world, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I want you to do something. I want you to look out there and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God's. No, not the way you see yourself or you try so desperately for others to see you. But maybe for the first time in your life, the way I made you, the way I created you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. And so are you. You are an original masterpiece. Let God take away whatever He needs to take away in your life so that you can be used by the King. The first thing he, you need to have taken away is if you're unsaved or you've never received Christ, you must ask Him into your heart. It's not because you come to church. It's not because your mom and daddy are saved. It's got to be your decision to ask Jesus into your heart at some point of your life. We've had baptisms today of people who said that I have asked Jesus into my heart and that's where I'm beginning. That is, though, only just a beginning. You see, once you've asked Jesus into your heart, there's some things He wants you to do. And there's some things He's got to get out of your life so that you can be used by Him. So that you can be who He's called you to be. So that you can go and be His hands and feet. After Timothy was circumcised, they, they went out to the churches and people were led to Jesus. Hundreds and thousands of people came to know the Lord because they got serious. Because they got to work. Matter of fact, Paul would even go on to other churches and other places and leave Timothy behind. How cool is that? Think about that. How cool would it be to be the, the, the apprentice or the, the, the servant almost of Paul and then him say, you know what, son? You've got this. You stay here and continue to work on this group of people. Man, 
Would that not be an amazing thing for God to say, hey, you go here and you be my hands and feet. You go to whatever, to, to Austin P or to the University of Louisville or to the, or to the, the where are you working, where, the, the, the hospital, the Baptist, no, you're not at Baptist, you're at the other one, at that other hospital and tell them about Jesus. And be my hands and feet. Or maybe you've had the same job for 30 years. Be his hands and feet. Be who he's called you to be. Because you are amazing. You are special. And God wants to do something through you if you'll let him. Or you could just be somebody that sits there. And never speaks up. And never does what they need to do. Do you want to be somebody God can use? That's the real question. Do you want to be somebody that God can say, hey, that's Paul Ryan Jicka. Go and do this. Or that's Sydney Lewis. Take her and put her here so that she can do this. Because that's what we're called to be. Those people who are out there doing His work. How do we get there, though? How do we get to be those people that he uses? Uh, Let's take the last few minutes and look at some warnings that he gives, that Paul gives Timothy through God, that God gives Timothy for us today. 1 Timothy is a letter, basically, from Paul to Timothy. He loves him. He loves him more than anything. Matter of fact, it says that that in 1 Timothy, Timothy 1, 2, he says, To Timothy, my true son in faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father. He sees him as his own son now. He sees him as somebody that matters to him more than anything. And he sends him this letter, and he says, These are some warnings. These are some things that you've got to be careful of. So that I can use you. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, beginning in verse 7. But have nothing to do with irreverent and silly myths. Rather, train yourself in godliness. For the training of the body has a limited benefit. But godliness is beneficial in every way. Since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. This saying is trustworthy and deserves full acceptance. In fact, we labor and strive for this because we have put our hope in the living God who is the Savior of everyone, especially of those who believe. First, he's saying, know your stuff. Know what you believe. Know the Word of God. Know it. Have it in you. Become who God's called you to be. It's important that we don't just hear words from people like me and take them as truth alone. It's important that we get into the Word of God and know what's being brought to us is truth. When I was in high school, I wasn't the reader type. Go figure I'm still not the reader type. And this young man came up to me, because I'm a preacher's kid. He came up to me, and he, he said to me, he said, Hey, Jika, I'm a Christian. I believe in God, and I believe in Jesus. But 
I, I don't think that God created the earth the way that we say He did. I believe that He used evolution. I would love to tell you that I blew that kid out of the water. You know, that I looked at him and I said, well, you can't pick and choose what you want out of the Word of God. You got it. It's either all truth or all not truth. I wish I would have said that. That would have been really good, wouldn't it? Or, or there's no way I used to be a monkey or a cricket or a sludge. That wasn't me. I am this. If there's, if there's still monkeys here, how can I have evolved from a monkey? Pretty good thought. I'm the monkey 5.0 if that's true. I wish I'd have said that. Or I wish I'd have had some great comeback. But I didn't know my stuff. I didn't know my stuff. And I looked at him and I went, maybe you're right. And I changed the subject as fast as I could. Because I didn't know my stuff. I hadn't taken the warning that Timothy had been given here to know the Word of God. And to make it part of who I am. Can I tell you something? I'm still not a very good reader. I figure if it's a good enough book, it'll be a movie eventually. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. But can I tell you something even cooler than that? The Bible's not a book. The Bible is alive. And it is inspired by the hand of God to change your life. It is something so much more than a book. You can read the exact same scripture 20 or 30 times and it'll say something different to you every time because it's alive, it's life-changing, and it'll make your life worth living if you'll let it. You got to know your stuff. You got to know your stuff. If we don't know our stuff, we're going to get blindsided. It's going to take us out. First, know your stuff. First Timothy 4, verse 11 says this. Command and teach these things. Let no one despise your youth. Instead, you should be an example to the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. First, Paul is telling Timothy that age doesn't matter. Be who God is calling you to be. Be who God is is calling you to be now. Can I tell you something? I've done student ministry for 20 bazillion years. Those aren't the church of the future. They will someday be the leadership of the future. But can I tell you the truth? They're the church now. These people that stood before you are the church those that are worshiping in, in the garage or in the Sunday school or wherever we're, we're having youth, that church is going on. Just so you know, we're not out there playing duck, duck, goose. We're, we're, we're getting into the Word of God and we're training our lives and we're getting to know our stuff because God said it doesn't matter who you are and how old you are, stand up. And be my witness. Can I tell you something? I don't see nearly as many lost people as I, I did when I was in school today. Do you? How many lost people did you see walking down the halls at school? A lot. How many do I see today? A few, every now and then. 
But when you're in that school, in that place, you get lots of opportunities. Amen? Is that not true, Ms. Maddie? It's, it's hard to be a Christian in those moments. And if we're telling those students that, you know, someday you'll be out there. To... No! Now. Now. Doesn't matter if you are 13 or 70,000 years old. Your time is now. And that's what Paul was telling Timothy. Your time is now. It's time to get to work. It's time to be who I've called you to be. Now go and do. Now go and do as you've been called. Let's look at the next part. Be an example in speech, conduct, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Speech. What you say. Not only... Keep from using cuss words or talking crud about people. But know your stuff. Know your stuff. So what you're saying is the right stuff. So what you're saying is the right stuff. Look at what you say. People are listening to you. And it doesn't, and, and honestly, we, we, we hear speech and we automatically go, well, don't be cussing or, or saying bad stuff or spreading rumors. Yes, absolutely. Don't go out of here and say you learned this morning you could cuss all you wanted to. Those things are still important. But that's not the only thing that's here. It talks about idle chit-chat. Make your conversations intentional. Make it where... Everything that you say leads to some of your stuff so that you can share Jesus with people. Because guess what? That's your job. You said, I want to be a Christian. I want to call Christ my Savior. Well, go and live for Him then. Because that's what He's called you to do. Be somebody He can use. Next, conduct. What we do. People are watching you. And guess what? They're hoping... You mess up. They are watching everything you do going, I saw Shelby Darnell. She was at that party. And I'm going to tell you what. She was doing this and that and smoking that and this. And uh, no, I can say that about you because I know it's not true, baby girl. But she was just, oh, she was horrible. You know what? They're wanting you to mess up so that they can go, that's not a Christian. Or if that's what a Christian is, I don't want to be one. They're just looking to catch you. So make sure your conduct is worthy. Because our speech can be worthy and our conduct not worthy. And you're right, you are doing damage to the kingdom. Do what you're called to do. Be who He's called you to be. No matter what stage of life you're in, your conduct matters. Your conduct in this house matters. What you do in the house of the Lord and how you treat your brothers and sisters in Christ matters. You can't hate. You can't say bad things. You can't tear them down because we're to be uplifters. Your conduct matters. Your conduct matters. Next, love those around you. Whoo. Some people are easier to love than others. Did y'all know that? 
Some of y'all, I can look out there and go, oh, I just love them to death. Thank you so much for smiling and looking at me and smiling and being good. Some of y'all doing this at me. The gnashing of the teeth. Hey, it's easy to love those that love you. Jesus said to love your enemies. Jesus said to love those that come at you. Love them too. I don't like loving those people. I don't like the guy who wants to see my conduct messed up and blow up my reputation. I don't want to love him. But I'm supposed to. If I want to be a man that God can use, I've got to love him anyway. Let's keep going. We're running out of time, I'm sure. Love those around you is what we just did. Live by faith. Live by faith. Knowing that Jesus is going to get you through all the circumstances you have in life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Trust Him. I used to have a preacher who was the acronym pastor. You know, those dudes that make words into other sentences. Is that what that's? Acrostic, excuse me. Acrostic man. I wrote it down wrong. Because <laughs> I'm not that guy. But he did one. He would, every Sunday, dude, he would give me, like, Bill. Bible in learning lessons. You know, it was always something like that. And, and, but he did faith. He did faith. And he said, forsaking all, I trust him. That one was pretty good. And obviously it's pretty good because it stuck. Forsaking all, I trust him. Dictionary.com defines, defines the word forsaking as guilt. I'm sorry. Dictionary.com means to quit or leave entirely. Abandon dessert. So no matter what, I trust Jesus. No matter what, forsaking all the other stuff, forgetting all the other crud, I trust Him. That's faith. That's faith. It takes faith to be as big as I am and go sit on that stool sometimes. You don't know. It might not hold me up. I've got some girth in this area here if y'all hadn't seen it. And I'm, you know, I trust that that's going to hold me up. Some of y'all came in this morning, sat down on your pew and went, I hope it holds me. You had faith that you weren't going to be on the ground. Not always smart. I moved some of these pews this week. I really did. I know. Did y'all notice the new spotlights are up here? These two right here are on now. We had to move some pews to get the lift in here. So if your pew falls down, <laughs> my bad. All right. Let's keep going. Live a pure life. Purity is the call of all Christians. We know that God wants us to be saved. Sorry, that wants, God wants us to save ourselves for the one He has chosen for us. We do. And some of us may have messed that up. Can I just tell you something? We also have a God of grace and a God of love. And there was a woman one time who was caught in the very act of not being pure. And God restored her. He just said, go and sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. Go and sin no more. If you're here today and you've been beating yourself up for a long time because you've messed up in that world, it's okay. Grace abounds. Receive the grace that God has given you and then go and sin no more. A life of purity. A life of purity. Last, 1 Timothy 4.13 again real quick. Until I come, give your attention to public reading, exhortation, and teaching. Here... Don't just know your stuff, but tell your stuff. Don't just know your stuff, but share your stuff. 
You don't have to run around school or work or, or whatever, being the Bible reader guy running around, or the guy standing on the corner at the festival going, Ah, Jesus loves you. Ah. That's probably not right. You're probably either going to get expelled for running around the school, you're going to get fired for running around work, or you're going to get arrested for being the ah, ah, ah guy. Don't be that. Just go and be intentional with your life. Look for those that need Christ and share Christ with them. There's lots of people out there who are starving for the Word of God, for the truth of who Jesus is. And you've got it. It's like having a loaf of bread and knowing that there's somebody hungry on this side of the room and then real quick eating all the bread real fast so that they don't get any. That's not how God designed it. Go with that truth and share His love with people so that His kingdom can grow. Timothy was a man God used. Don't you want to be too? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you that you love us, and I thank you that your word is alive and true. God, I ask that you would help us be people that you can use. Lord, I ask that you would help us to take those things in our lives that we need to cut off and get them out of our life. And Lord, I thank you that you have called me to a place in my life. Lord, I again pray a blessing over everybody in this room as they go and try to serve you. Let them serve you with all that they are. Right now, here in a minute, we're going to have our altar call. This altar will be open. I'll be up here if you need somebody to pray with you. But maybe you need to just come up here and give God some of that stuff that's on your back that He needs to chisel off. Maybe you just need to come up here and go, Lord Jesus, this is yours. If you've never received Christ, don't wait another minute for Him. Lord Jesus, move in this room. Let's all stand and sing.